Basement Booker's Podcast. What's up? It's your boy, Basement Chair, back again with another episode of the Basement Booker's Podcast. Here with me is my best bro and brand new Basement Champion, Rich Deriz, the world's most rizzest, most baldest man, an incredible human being, a great friend, and an even better better human being. Rich Deriz, how about a victory speech for you right now? And then we're going to jump straight into Royal Rumble. What do we think? And then Vengeance Day. And everybody has a wonderful, great pay-per-view weekend. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you to the Basement Bookiverse and you, Basement Jer, for believing in me this past weekend. And my guess is and my guess of one hour and 10 minutes when the Rumble went an hour and eight minutes, I was closest, winning me the championship. Thank you. Thank you all for all your continued support. But I don't want to dwell. I don't want to seem like I am gloating. I would like to get straight into the actual results of the Royal Rumble premium live event that will take us of course on to the road to wrestlemania that's right rich there is and of course the uh, pay-per-view proper did start with the women's royal rumble match the women's royal rumble match which of course was won by bailey who if anybody's been paying attention at all to friday night tv knows this is where it's been heading to it's a foregone conclusion. Monday Night Raw would have you believe that she was going for Rhea Ripley, but the whole time, maybe Nia Jax intimidates her. That's maybe the storyline, but we always knew. We always knew it was going to be Bailey going after EL Sky. I expect a um, Randy Orton fresh off the Royal Rumble victory type reception from Damage Control um, at the SmackDown, maybe. But uh, t- the change, the tide is turning soon. It's only a matter of time. Uh, the people are behind Bailey. Everybody wanted Bailey. No one was upset that Bailey won, uh, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a not a clip. There's there's a photo, an image of when Bailey was pointing to the sign. You saw every other arm in the arena pointing to the sign alongside her. That was beautiful. Did you catch that? Did you see I, that? Yeah, I did. Uh, and I I really think we're gonna get the return of the arm flailing inflatable tube men. At the WrestleMania coming up, WrestleMania 5040, Philadelphia, the land of brotherly love, and it's going to be the land of Bailey love, as far as I'm concerned. I um, will give her a hug. As far as the uh, Rumble itself, uh, even though I was positive on the end result, um, I realized that there wasn't really that much fire in there. There was a lot of like, uh, one of the things I would say is something has to be done with the music here and the people, some people come out and it's like, you know who people care about like right away. Um, My solution, and we'll get into your thoughts, is that the Royal Rumble match should be prepared for all year round, just like WrestleMania is. I want a story for everyone that's involved in the Royal Rumble because a lot of times somebody comes in and it's like, I don't care. Like, this guy's not going to win. 
Where, mm-hmm. Why would they win? And what would be interesting about that? It's just fodder. They kind of feel like, and not to be disrespectful, but in Marvel movies and all these, there's all these, there's these armies, and they're always like these faceless CGI creatures. And if they go through one, it doesn't matter if they go through a hundred. It's just, it's just someone in the way of the goal. Okay, mm-hmm. but it, if it was a fleshed out character that people actually gave a damn. It's like, oh, damn, they went through that person. That's crazy. They didn't make it to their dream. I was on their journey with them. Not everybody's favorite is everybody's favorite is what I'm going to say. Your thoughts? I I absolutely agree. They're definitely, uh, unfortunately, is sort of a fodder factor to the Royal Rumble. You know, you're going to get your entrance. You're like, She's not winning. He's not winning. Whoever it may be, but if there is storyline to each entrant, if if everyone involved had a, uh, some sort of storyline attached to them, it would there would be a lot more investment because every every storyline has engagement. You know, you just get people out there having matches. You know, some of the like indie wrestling fans will love it. I personally as well, but there's just much more of a connection when there's a story to be told so uh, i'm on the same page with you that let's get some storylines all right great well uh if you had any thoughts on jade cargill's um uh impressive introduction to the wwe universe now's the time to have yours and then i'll follow up could not have gone better impressive they had her lift Nia Jax not once but twice. That first time when she flexed while holding her over one shoulder with the just the one arm on her leg. We know she has incredible strength. We knew she had the star power in AEW. Now we see that has carried over to WWE. She is a star. I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm there too. Uh, she's quite impressive. Uh, there are moments where I'm like, okay, I understand it, but let's just move on to trying to win. I'm, of course, talking about the uh, stare down between Bianca and Jade. I know we all wanted that moment. I feel mm-hmm. like it might have been just a little, like just this much. A little okay. Let's let's get in here. This is there's a Royal Rumble happening here. I'd understand mm-hmm. if there was just the two of them standing there and there was no one else in there. But mm-hmm. everybody else wants to win this too, you know. I I still need to be in on this journey and believe that everyone in this match wants to eliminate everyone and become the winner and go on to WrestleMania and for the title of their choice. I don't get that sense of urgency here. And that's mm-hmm. always been a big uh, qualm for me. And I'm going to say it now. It's the same for the men's. Um, so, but uh, everyone in the, like, so Roxanne Perez, Jay Cargill, Tiffany Stratton, and Liv Morgan, they had great, they had a great night. Liv Morgan had the unfortunate uh, or fortunate uh, thing of being number 30. You know, number mm-hmm. 30 that's usually like if it's not like the rock you know in men's or something you know people like like i was still like yeah sasha's covered right guys and then hmm. when she shows up at AEW Revolution i'm like don't worry she's coming back guys so it's I had, not just i kind of had uh, aj lee coming out in my head uh actually i didn't uh as far as surprises go i was not surprised at all 
Uh, Jordan right. Grace, I had a feeling was going to be there because of Mickey James last year. Why not? She's mm-hmm. got a great, especially now since WWE has a great relationship with uh, TNA slash Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. It's there's a lot better things going on the TKO brand. There's going to be more things happening. I got. I guarantee it. Don't don't be surprised if you don't see like a New Japan person just show up on NXT or something. You know that's going to happen. These things are going to happen. Uh, you know, everybody looked good, you know, and of course there are moments, you know, moments that are etched in time, moments that change people. And mm-hmm. I felt like our truth changed a lot of people's lives at the Royal Rumble. Not only did our truth enter the Royal Rumble, uh, number 24 in the women's Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. he also kept consistent, they kept consistency. He was also number 24 in the men's Royal Rumble when he got it right that time. Our truth also, let's not forget our truth. Our truth is the first ever superstar to receive a hot tag in a Royal Rumble match, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) Also Uh. related, Dominic Mysterio is the first man to make a hot tag in the history of the Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you had anything else to say about the uh, women's Royal Rumble match? By the way, before we go, I just want to say about Jordan Grace. That was a great way to showcase her. That was even better than Mickey James showing last year. I was very impressed. Uh, she, everybody wanted more, and you could yeah. see her on TNA. Uh, That's go right. Go ahead uh, there. I I agree. Uh, it was a great showing for Jordan Grace. I feel like all the surprises really had. A really good showing. Jordan Grace, I've thought is fantastic for a long time since she was at uh she was in the battle one of one of the battle royals, battle royales they did for uh all out or all in, one of them. Um uh other surprises, uh I didn't care about Roxanne Perez. Uh Jade Cargo. Yeah. Um I thought it was and great. I'm sorry, and but Naomi. Jade wasn't really surprised either. Yeah, and it neither was, was Naomi. If right. you're paying attention, you're too deep. Uh, for a casual fan, yes. I will not undersell that. For a casual fan, yes. But what we do and this, it's like, no. And it's really for them. So on fan side of that, it, there were, I would say, Jade, Naomi. But for us, it's like, okay, we, we know this. This is, right? It doesn't make, it doesn't take away from it. But you're right. You know, you're right. But, um, I, I, it was, it was good to see Naomi back. I, you know, she had, she had the emotional moment there with uh, Jordan Grace, who they had kind of like a similar send off from, uh, uh, for Naomi in TNA. Hour two, everything. an hour two for Naomi, an hour two in the Royal Rumble match, an hour two, eighteen seconds. Very impressive. Okay. Crazy. And Bailey, an hour three, three mm-hmm. seconds. So she basically wrestled from bell to bell. Naomi did. Yeah. Hats off to Naomi. And uh, before we move on to the next one, we're going to talk about, of course, the Tribal Chief, the uh, fatal four-way. The acknowledgement continues. Spoiler alert. Uh, Flowers to Nia Jax, actually. Nia Jax is on a run right now. Nia Jax, she came back. We were all like, oh, goodness gracious. But, you know, the booking's been incredible. Uh, she really hasn't like really done anything like 
not too bad. And if Monday's any indication, that Elimination Chamber match will have some people not on this podcast thinking, what if? Could Nia Jax defeat Rhea Ripley? No, she can't. So, um, remember, it may Elimination Chamber may be on Rhea's home turf. Somebody ain't there anymore. Hometown losses are probably not going to be a guaranteed thing from now on. So, let's think about that for a second. And, no, there's no way. You can't. You're going to keep. All right, everybody. You're going to sell out WrestleMania. All right, but there's a chance. If you don't have Rhea Ripley in there, main eventing as the women's champion, people are going to be very upset. So she, it's going to be her. Um, and they built Nia Jax up to the point where maybe? Who's to say? So hats off to Nia Jax. Very intimidating on Monday. But if you would have laid a hand on Bailey, we would have had problems. We would have had to talk about things. Are uh, you ready for the next uh, the fatal four-way for the Tribal Chief? That's right. Uh, no stacking. Uh, in this match, uh, this uh, seemed to be a little bit difficult for the tribal chief. He had he had quite a time. Yeah, uh, that... there was there was a moment where a stack happened, and I don't remember if it was Roman or Solo, or whatever, pulled one guy on top of another guy, and it's like you, you counting the pin there, buddy. It's like one. Two. As soon as someone's on top of someone, that is should what be happening. Yeah, Correct. we. It's been proven the consciousness of the person on top is irrelevant to the pinfall. That's we correct. It's been shown. Right. Uh, when Big Show beat Regal for, I think, the European title. Yes, brass knuckles. But what they were stacked with their back on top of them. Show fell with face first. Could that be why they do, they, they're making a difference on that? Because he's technically covering him. Do you, that, is, that, that is a difference. But I, I would also, in your defense... There are pinfalls where you on your back and you hook the leg. Right. Right. So that mm -hmm. counts. It does. So it's just a matter of I would need to talk to my sources, get the answer from the ref uh, assigned that match to see what he was thinking. Uh, right. You are, Rich Deriz. But, you know, it was just a matter of fact. All we were doing really was waiting 19 and a half minutes for a foregone conclusion, uh, regardless right. of what happened to lead to that. Uh, look, Michael Cole said it best. You don't like that he's wrestling every week on TV. You don't like that he's making all the pay-per-views. To that, I say, beat him. And that was, that was pretty good. Like, if I was somebody that was like a Roman Reigns hater, and I feel like, being a Roman Reigns hater in this run that he's on is more unhealthy for you mm -hmm. as a person, really, mm -hmm. than it is for anyone around you. Like, this is just something that you should just be on the ride for because you're living through a time that our children are going to be like, well, I wonder what it was like for that. You know what I'm there's not, There hasn't been a champion like that since Bruno San Martino. This, mm -hmm. this is like in the current time we're going through this. So... Beat him. And yeah. I would say that in the ring. I would say that in merch. I would say that in moving the needle. Beat him. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns is literally living history right now. This history is being made. You're right. 10, 20, 30 years from now, it's it's Bruno, Hogan, Backlund, Sheik, Roman. 
deny yeah. it. I see this. Uh, it's like all empires throughout history. You know, the people, they go complacent when they have a good emperor or a king that reigns for a long time. And it's like you you always wonder what's going to happen when the king's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. When the, the, the leader is gone, what happens after the tribal chief loses the championship? No one thinks about that. Who's going to carry that? And we're going to talk about that man. We're going to talk about that man after we talk about the Royal Rumble match. But mm-hmm. we can't talk about that. It's not just that. I would segue into this next match, and I would say, had the referee for this next match been the referee for the previous match, we may have had a new WWE champion. And also, Kevin Owens has forgotten how to cheat. Uh, Rich Riz, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, disqualification. We both called it. We all knew. This one run in at about 14 minutes. Rich Riz, your thoughts on Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. You saying that Kevin Owens forgot how to cheat is exactly the story of the finish of this match. You got brass knucks on. You hit the guy. Great. You know he's out. There's no rush to pin him. You do something with those knucks. Put him in. Put him in pocket. You, you put him in trunks. Something. Put him behind turnbuckle. Something. You don't just leave him on your hand where the ref is going to be right there counting the pin. That aside, the shenanigans with uh, Logan's buddy, and then we had. Um, Theory and Waller run down. Silly. But obviously that was what led to the introduction of the Brass Knucks. So necessary in that way. Either way, KO. Come on, man. Been too long since you were here. More continuity there uh, with Waller and, of course, Theory. Uh, things are going on with those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they turned Theory face to try to do something different with him. And Waller, but it looks like uh, Theory took offense to Waller making a match for him uh, this past week on SmackDown. Now, we don't need to dig too deep into that. We all know what happened here. I think Kevin Owens and Logan Paul are going to run it back. Kevin Owens, I believe, is dealing with maybe a nagging injury of some kind. I'm not sure. Guys on the street, guys in the store, you don't know who to trust. Sources nowhere near the situation tell us. And now it's time for us to talk about the 30-man Royal Rumble match, which was an hour and eight minutes. And let me start by saying only a lunatic would choose the time I chose for a tiebreaker. It would seem someone who really didn't want to win. I chose the time I did on purpose. I made my decision. I make no excuses. Let's move on. Now, let's talk about the beginning of the Royal Rumble match, which saw a legendary start. It was then that I knew that there is a writer somewhere in the back, and they know that they needed to get Jimmy J, Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy J, J, Jimmy Chance. It was about time to Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy J rumble. And I want 
if they ever do a fight, when Jay hits Jimmy, I want to hear a Jay. And when Jimmy hears Jimmy hits Jay, I want to hear a Jimmy. And it's going to go crazy. It's going to get Jimmy, Jay, Jimmy, Jay, and a Jay, Jay, Jimmy, Jay. It's going to be amazing. Guys, we need to make this happen. Mm. Let's get it going. Let the Yeet Master know. Let the Yo No Yeet Master know. And Naomi, talk to your man. Jimmy needs your guidance. You need to guide him. You need to let him know to stop fooling around. Rich Riz believes that he is wearing a clown nose at the moment. I think Jimmy is just a silly bee. But it's not just that. Rich Riz, your thoughts? Jimmy J, J, Jimmy versus J, Jimmy, Jimmy J to start the Rumble match, I thought was definitely the best idea they could have come up with. Just, just get them in there, get the crowd hot, get them invested. What did we talk about five minutes ago? Having storyline in the Royal Rumble match? This is it. This is absolutely what we are here for. Yes, there are also more people. Um, there was, I believe, picture in your mind, a pie chart. I believe eventually there was what I would like to call the LWO block. Um, it was a, a, a sequence. It was Escobar and then, you know, across in the middle, the dead, dirty Dominic Mysterio. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yep. then we had a little bit of a break, guys. We had a break. Here comes Carlito. More. And then Bobby Lashley came. And there's a storyline. Bobby Lashley, Carlito, you know, Dominic Mysterio, because Carlito is friends with Ray. Carlito knows Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. But I don't exactly know, like, why uh, Carlito's in the Royal Rumble. Because you could just be in the Rumble. Um, I, there's no real story for him there. Right. Um, surprises here? There was none, really. You know? Yeah, we, we, we expected Andrade. Yeah, we expected exactly. Carmelo. For a uh, casual, Andrade maybe. Yeah. Uh, we we found news broke sort of during the week that it was supposed to be Brock in the number 20 spot at the Rumble. Brock is having some legal issues at the moment. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. So I, I don't co- know who, to whom you're referring to, but um, do you remember when Roman Reigns uh, ended the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania? Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So, Braun Breaker, uh, in his face gear and sort of acting face-like, which was interesting, um, considering I, I am caught up on NXT now, so he is still heel. Uh, but Braun came in, did his face thing, hit a bunch of spears, all that. Uh, he was uh, not a surprise, but he was not expected to be in the Rumble as far as what they were planning. Um, Omos, not a surprise. Pat McAfee, not really a surprise. Once he was at ringside, I'm like, okay, they're going to do the thing with oh, yeah. the announcer being in it. I wasn't expecting him to, like, just, you know, leave like that. But then I, was, I saw his boots. I'm like, those are, like, snakeskin boots. Like, he can't wrestle in those. He could get hurt. Yeah. You know, definitely. it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing he got out of there. Yep. People say, oh, it's a waste of a spot. It's like, 
who could they possibly bring in that would like really do anything? I feel like everybody was in the rumble. Yeah, and we, if I missed you, I'm really sorry, but you might not have had a storyline. Right. Now oh, I'm not we, sure. Now yeah, we we talk about storyline and everything. Now as far as the people that say, oh, it was a wasted spot, all right. Do they do those people remember when Pete Rose entered the the battle royal the Rumb- Royal Rumbles? And like Kane, Tombstone, Toss. You remember yeah. that moment? That's the nation. That makes it a memorable moment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. so that is what that's for. That is not a wasted spot. That is for a memory. You are fucking welcome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Braun Breaker may be ha- having a home on the SmackDown brand. That's the rumor, along with Carmelo Hayes, and of course, I hope Trick Williams, who, you know, he well, got a, you know, they yeah, a lot I of people. Like it. I'm glad they're on the train, man. I'm glad they're like, you know. They're in there, um, and the Wolf Dogs, you know, that they're, they're gonna take it all. They're probably mm-hmm. gonna take it all. Uh, we'll talk about that during Vengeance Day. But uh, as far as the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match, that was in the books. I do appreciate now. Hear me out. Braun Breaker wrecked J.D. McDonough. And that's continuity because he does not like that MFR. So mm-hmm. even if it was Dominic Mysterio that eliminate Braun Breaker and JD McDonough is friends with Dominic Mysterio, it wasn't just that he was friends with Dominic Mysterio. He already doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. He he's a creepy little blockhead. He tried yep. to take his championship away from him, mm-hmm. and I'm glad he did it. I like a Braun Breaker spear. I'm I'm it's, I'm just looking forward to, you know, him doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Now, from twenty sixth position, Damian Priest mm-hmm. came in, uh, and he did not have a good Royal Rumble match. No, he you know, did not. and no one thought he was going to win. No one thought he was going to have the briefcase and think, you know, because I think the point of the briefcase right now is not to call attention to it because I think the cash in is coming somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. Something's got to go down. There's a lot of confusion going on. We'll talk about the winner now, Rich Deriz. Cody Rhodes. He's done it again. Not since Stone Cold Steve Austin has a superstar won back-to-back Royal Rumbles. Cody Rhodes has done it, the American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, he pointed to the Tribal Chief. Of course, Cody eliminating CM Punk. And then going on to, we don't know. You know, he did say, he pointed to Roman. And on Monday Night Raw, Rich Deriz, which unless you had something you wanted to say about the Royal Rumble match, we should just transition on to what's happening current day at the Royal at the Monday Night Raw, the fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, teary-eyed Philip Brooks there. Uh, I thought his promo was good. I thought it was showed a lot of humility mentioning his UFC uh, losses. I appreciated that. There's some things it's like where it's like, are you doing politician stuff or is this like from the heart? So he, he's doing the best he can with the situation. So it depends on where you sit with that. See, like me, 
like lately I've been feeling very, not, no pun intended, very jaded, you know, on like, you know, just people in general. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's easy to be like thinking that he's just full of shit because mm-hmm. he sued his best friend. You know what I mean? So it's hard to like put that out of your mind. But, you know, the good book teaches us forgiveness, you know, and it's hard to do that sometimes. And with, with CM Punk, it's like, bro, I need you to apologize to, to your friend, man. I need you to tell, I need you to tell Colt, you're bad, dog. You know, like mm-hmm. you sued him. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nonetheless, it was decent, but it wasn't really the best part of the promo, really. It was a hero, a man, you know, they call him the Scottish warrior, you know, and I feel like sometimes the pen is mightier than the sword because he prayed for it to happen. Hmm. I prayed for this and it happened. Hmm. And I thought that was incredible. And I felt like he believed that and he's really rubbing his nose in it. And this feud is going to be legendary. I, I was hoping for this. Um, it may not be for a title uh, down the line, but I, I do like the idea of this. Uh, but I still am not convinced for sure 100% because everything's a work until it isn't. So I need to, I, 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 don't try to catch me with that. You know, they just take off the thing and like ready to go and they just jump the guy. That's really cool. I think that's great. But I think that we might get that because I feel like a lot of this is building towards that. I won't be disappointed if it doesn't, you know, let's be real. It's all about health reasons. Uh, Rich, your opinion. So I'm on the fence as to whether I think it is a legitimate injury. Um, at the time, I was well. For, first, during the Rumble match itself, I, I thought I saw a weird cell on something like it looked like he grabbed his arm or his ribs uh, off of uh, it was the the Future Shock DDT. There's a big Bookers podcast newsreel, guys. You could check that out on the Instagram. The video's there. There's a clip. Um, I go through it full analysis, uh, sort of whatever, and you can see he takes the uh, Future Shock DDT. Uh, it looked to me like he crooked the arm up a little bit when he came down. But, you know, that could also be like armchair biologist. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could just be like that's what we want it to seem. And uh, like I said, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, like people deceive. And with wrestling, at least they tell you it's bullshit. Right. So. <laughs> right. So one way or the other. Um, I am looking forward to whatever Phil does when he comes back. If he's going to feud with uh, with Drew, cool. It's something new for Drew to do. Um, good, good promo by Drew. I liked it. Uh, Punk mentioning his UFC. I feel like that was a little little of Phil because I feel like Punk is Punk the character is has always kind of been a little high on his own supply. Uh, whereas Phil, personal issues aside, you know, we never wish for an injury or whatever. Um, I feel like that, that was more Phil. Phil can laugh at himself. Um, going forward, who does Cody choose? Because that's the big question, right? 
That's right. But before that, remember, Drew McIntyre physically attacked CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not forget that. All right. Def- so, definitely, definitely not I'll forgetting that. Over that. But um, yes, now we have a question here. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins has lost his potential prom date. He wishes to steal Roman Reigns' potential prom date. Try to seduce Cody Rhodes to the workhorse title. He says... Not really a quote. He says that basically, do you want the Hollywood title? Do you want the Hollywood Hulk Hogan title? Or do you want the Dusty title? The World Heavyweight Championship. To which I said, that championship is the Seth Rollins Please Don't Go Championship. It is not connected to the World Heavyweight Championship. That technically is inside of Roman Reigns' championship. I don't want to hear that shit. But that is Co- that is Seth Rollins' argument. And he did it in a way that he's using, he knows Cody's, he knows Cody, and he's getting through, trying to get through to Cody. Rich he knows that you- Dusty was Cody's dad. Yeah. How do you know uh, that? Um, look, he had to do 23 and me. He actually snuck up on Cody, stuck a, like a swab in his mouth and just ran away. Um, I don't know. I wasn't what there. Was <laughs> yeah. And it's about time people admitted that, um, you know, Dusty's, uh, Cody's dad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we breaking news guys, but that's besides the point here. Uh, what, what do you think about what, uh, Cody says? And do you agree with Cody? I mean, do you agree with Seth? What do you think of what Seth said to Cody? And what do you think Seth, Cody's going to do on Friday? Man, I I feel like I feel like Cody would be more inclined to go for Roman because he now knows fully what he's up against and he doesn't want to Take an easier route. He wouldn't want to face someone that's already weakened, someone that's injured, he or coming off injury. Hopefully, coming off injury by that point, um, he would want to face the guy that no one has been able to beat in just about three years. Right? That's that's the goal. That's the real goal. If he it, dusty or not. You want the more, the championship that is more difficult to attain. You want to say you fought through the bloodline. You fought through Jimmy JJ Jimmy. You fought through Solo. You fought through whatever cousins may or may not be about to debut, right? And you pinned the guy that hasn't been pinned in three years. That is a damn feat. Beating Seth would be a feat as well. With a broken back, he won a uh, last-man-standing match. Right? But now he has, uh, what is it, the torn MCL and a partially torn meniscus? I think Cody's going to go for Roman. Well, um, I was, I had something simpler than that. Uh, That definitely works good. Um, I would say that Seth Rollins is not has not has done the opposite of what he actually wants. He's done nothing but light a fire beneath Cody Rhodes because now Cody's convinced 
more so now than ever that he needs to save the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns. He needs to restore the honor to the WWE Championship because there's other people. That title is not just the Hollywood Hogan title. Mm-hmm. That title is the Stone Cold Steve Austin what? Championship. That title belonged to The Rock. That title belonged to many, many legends throughout the history of this business that should not be underwritten. That championship belonged to John Cena. Randy Orton carried that championship. Bray Wyatt carried that championship. And they worked hard, too. A man by the name of Dean Ambrose, may he rest in peace, carried that championship. Until that day, he mysteriously vanished and returned to his home planet. Okay? Those men carried that championship. Eddie Guerrero carried that championship. So Cody's out there to restore that honor, to make that a championship, to rival nay, surpass Seth Rollins' world heavyweight title run. His legacy. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see if that happens, if that comes to fruition. I think we need to talk about Vengeance Day at the tail end of this here Basement Booker's podcast. And we're going to talk, of course, about Speaking of the son of the son of a plumber, the Dusty Rose Classic, which sees Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker of the Wolf Dogs taking mm-hmm. on Trick Mellow Game, the winners going on to receive a future NXT Tag Team Championship match. Were I the Rock Jr., I would say any tag team title match of your choosing and have them go against the undisputed heavyweight champions. But they won't do that. So it'll be the NXT Tag Team Championships. But mm-hmm. before we go into that, I want to talk about how we got there. Let's talk about how we got there. Broad Baker and Baron Corbin beat Gallus in the first round. Mm-hmm. Axiom and Nathan Frazier... <laughs> Just couldn't make it. Frazier got cut in half by Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we all know why this came to be. Baron Corbin was looking for somebody. He was looking for someone with that killer instinct. You have to follow the story. They wrestled each other and it still kept going. And now they're here. So they're going to win this. Something's going to happen with Trick and Mello. There's going to be a communication breakdown here. Um, what do you think? 100% agree. Um, the Wolf Dogs, which, by the way, I, I like the name. I do like the name. It's so it's, stupid, it's great. Right. Like, it, it, it's just, it's it's at that little that little cusp of stupid, but makes sense. Wolves become dogs. Over they a can, long period yeah. of time. Right. So, I like it. The Wolf Dogs. 
Um, yeah, the Wolf Dogs are definitely going over. There's going to be some sort of miscommunication, miscue, misunderstanding, some shoving. Hey, what are you doing, man? Kind of, uh, whatchamacallit? No, between, uh, this, Carmelo all and Trick. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Trick is clearly focused on Ilya. Yeah, I don't want this tag team anymore. I don't want it. Um, unless you change the music, I can't take uh, Carmelo Hayes music interrupting uh, Trick's music. It's just, it's just too much. Like individually, I like them, but you need mm. to. This that, that doesn't work. Doesn't. Um, let's move on to Lyra, Lyra Valkyria versus uh, everybody else's favorite perky underdog, Roxanne Perez. Rich Deriz, uh, why is the winner probably Lyra Valkyria? Because of Tatum Paxley. All right, excellent. Um, I really can't argue with that. So let's move on to Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams. Because uh, that's what it says here. So we're going in that order. So, Rich, how do you feel about Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams? Is this the opportunity of a lifetime? Yes. Does Trick Williams ascend to the top? Is this his moment? No. He's, he is not taking home the title this Sunday. Um, I don't know if uh, Carmelo is going to come to ringside. I don't know if anyone else is going to come to ringside. But whatever the case is, Trick will, unfortunately for him, not become NXT champion this Sunday. Ilya wins probably with that crazy diving forearm thing he does you know it's unfortunate but i i think his future is a lot brighter than going on to become nxt champion not every superstar that goes through the nxt system has to have the nxt championship in order to be legitimized on the main roster there's many examples of that but let's not dwell on that for too long let's talk about the family let's talk about tony d'angelo uh, and chaining Stax Lorenzo, taking on Out the Mud. Um, what's going on here in this 16 tag match? And why is it the family? Is it the family? It's definitely it the family. Th- okay, cool. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so here, here's, here's why. The team that has more the greater numbers loses. Just what's been happening. The only the only difference is um, what you call it, metaphor. Lately, I I do appreciate the metaphor. Still, uh, he still is the Heritage Cup guy. Uh, be able to get past that Neanderthal and retain the Heritage Cup. No one thought that he would win. You can't just brute force your way through everything. It's shown here. The story is that the heel was right. Uh, the heel was right. Um, wow. Okay, speaking of the heel was right, I don't know who the heel is. This match was just made on NXT by Little Rock, and it is Dijak versus Joe Gacy in a no disqualification match. Joe Gacy, after being mixed foleyed off of a truck thing, the back end he of the truck. Fell four feet. Right into the garbage there. Um, Joe Gacy, we still don't know his parentage. May or may not be an indiscretion of McFoley's, allegedly. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything. We're just kidding. We're kidding. You can't sue us. Okay, so um, 
I don't understand what's who the heel is here. Apparently, Joe Gacy is just this guy who could just be like speared through walls, thrown off of things, and he's just fine. Yeah, that seems to be the story. What a wacky prick. Do you think this is going to be one of those uh, they punch for a bit in their mates and they just go on and be tag teams? And then just like, I'm justice, but he's crazy. Good cop, crazy cop, or bad cop, crazy cop? Uh, I don't know, and I hope not, but I got Jack on this. Jack could be like a uh, like a serious Max Payne-type character, like a serious guy. And then you got Joe Gacy, who's like, like a more rotund version of the Mel Gibson character in Lethal Weapon. Like he's that unhinged. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to jump? You know, stuff like that. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Dijak takes this all the way to the bank. Boy, what a basement bookers podcast, guys. Um, we got one more match to talk about. What's that? Oh, wow. How could I forget about Obafemi, the savage beating that he gave those men on the past episode of NXT, grown LWO men. Just thrown around like toys, savagely beaten by this Goliath marble god. I said it all. I said it before. I said Obafemi's the future, and he's going to take this championship home to wherever, and he's going to show his concubines his championship, and they're going to party like it's 1999, and then Omos is going to come over, and they're going to stiff fragrances. Did you know that Omos is like really good with fragrances? I heard he has a TikTok where he just smells fragrances, guys. Check it out. Omos on TikTok. It's true. Baron Corbin even tweeted. He said, it's true. He he took a deep, he inhaled and he said, you're wearing that scent? And I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? It's Mm -hmm. it's a real thing that happens. So you never know about certain people. Rich Riz, why is Obafemi going to win this? Because uh, Dragon Lee, I think, is going to move up to the main roster more permanently. Uh, that is a great reason. Let's continue the Oba Femi dominance of the North American Championship. And that's who I think should eventually beat Dragon Off is Oba Femi. That's my guy. That's my future NXT champion. You got the basement, Jer. Uh, blessing, my bro. Um, okay, well, if there wasn't anything else, are we, uh, we got stuff? Are we good? Yeah, uh, we could talk about, I mean, so apparently Chase U has a calendar coming out. I want to check it out. Now, is this calendar going to be for sale at NXT, like on the shop, at WWE shop? I imagine because, so. All right, if it's a real calendar, I meant to ask about that. Good thing you brought that up. Chase U... Uh, was this close for shutting its doors? Like, I didn't, I thought it was going to be like a car wash, you know, but a calendar is the next best thing. You know, it Down is the year 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, digital media, like regular people who aren't on TV and stuff, they have calendars. So why shouldn't they make this a real calendar? Um, so confirm it, it is not there yet, not there yet. So it'll probably introduce it during Vengeance Day, you know, because if you think about it, like Vengeance Day is like the Valentine's thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. Vengeance Day is supposed to be like a thing closer to that. But 
you know, who knows? And if you're but, your own Valentine, you could use a calendar. That's right, Rich Deriz. And uh, speaking of who could use his own calendar, Chase University is back. They're saved. J.C. Jane, of course, proving once again that the basement Jared Blessing works. I said she was the one out of the two that was going to make it forward more. Gigi Dolan lost in the shuffle since the exit of Mandy Rose. I feel like she's been the most penalized with the dissolution of toxic attraction. Now, you can argue she won the feud, but really J.C. Jane landed on her feet. And with this uh, Chase Youth thing, she's made it her own. And wherever this will go, it will go. Yeah, I agree. Gigi's she doesn't seem to have any sort of support from the writing crew. They're just not giving her anything, and not giving her, or, or they're not giving her anything decent. And I want my Gigi. That's Damn. right, Rich Torres. And speaking of Gigi, it's Gigi for this Basement Booker's podcast. What a transition into it! I want to thank you all for checking out the Basement Booker's podcast. Don't forget. Where we are right now, where you're watching us, drop a subscribe down there, throw up some thumbs up, share it with your friends. It's super helpful. You think this guy stays rizzy and bald? Like, that costs, that's maintenance. All right, guys. So please head on over, patreon.com slash basement bookers pod. Link. You got the link tree down there. You know, Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. Comment down below. Rich Derez. Like and subscribe. All of that. All the stuff Basement Jr. said. Have yourself a great week. Great weekend. Enjoy Vengeance Day. And Jr. has got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the Booker. <laughs>